So we're all set here. It's summer. Hey, hang on. Can you wait one second, actually? Because I just realized I don't have my charger and this is probably going to die before we're done. I'm going to talk to myself for a while. I can sing. Anybody want to hear me sing? I was breaking down the plot of West Side Story. That's great. So I'm going to probably use that. (laughs) Funny musical. Did you see the movie? I saw the original movie. I didn't see the remake. I quite liked the remake. Okay. I'll have to check it out on your recommendation alone. You'll never see it, will you? I will. If I can find time in my day, I will do that. Okay. This is kind of a backward segue into one of the topics I wanted to talk about, too. So if you want to touch upon that first. Okay. Which which of those topics would that be, Matt? The state of the theater market. I am very curious anecdotally from people if they are going to movies more or less this year. Oh, yes, yes. That topic. From your perspective over there in L.A., are people going to the theaters? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's interesting because in this post-pandemic world, uh, Matt Bellany actually made a good point on this in his podcast. I'm just going to quote other people's podcasts. Okay. <laughs> and the, we'll have like a very meta sort of podcast. that's cobbled together from other people's quotes. He uh, made a good point though, in that in this post pandemic world, everyone wants to like go out and do other stuff. They want to go and travel. They're going to go to a water park. They're going to go to a theme park and that might cut into movie theater revenue because people will opt for other family outdoor activities. I don't know. I'm I'm less interested in going to movies that I know are going to be on streaming sooner than later. Like lightly, like Lightyear, for example. I, I think part of the reason Lightyear didn't do as well as people thought is because they know they have Disney Plus. They know it's yeah, going to be on Disney Plus pretty soon. Yeah. And maybe they just skip this, you know, sixty dollars in tickets for the family of three or four. Right. How did um, Doctor Strange do the the new one? Do you know? Yeah, Doctor Strange did really well. But that's interesting because it just showed up on Disney Plus recently. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Marvel, Marvel's kind of its own beast entirely, right? True. There's that that cadre. Is it cadre of yeah. fans <laughs> who will go see it in theaters because it's a theater experience? Whereas something like 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 Lightyear, I don't know if that's necessarily a film that you have to absolutely see in theaters. Top Gun's another good example of like that's kind of a theater experience. Yeah, sure. Sure. planes and big noises yeah so interestingly i was not inclined to go see dr strange in theaters but when i uh, Lightyear, though when i heard that was coming out i was like oh kids you want to go see it oddly they were like no but i was like isn't this the, <laughs> the kind of thing it's different because i knew uh-huh. dr strange would come on disney plus I wasn't sure how quickly Lightyear would come on Disney Plus, and so, mm. but um, as I think maybe I texted you last night, I told I was talking to my kids about theaters and such, and you know, I realized that we hadn't actually been in a theater since like May of 2019, I think, which is a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've, you know, obviously the pandemic and everything, but. I was wondering, I was like, why has it been so long? Because, you know, it is it is kind of fun. I just don't think it carries the same level of excitement that it used to. But my kids each had their own, like, opinion on it. So my son, his 
answer was very concise. <laughs> he said, they just seem unnecessary now. That's what because of, because of streaming. Yes. Yeah, so my daughter elaborated right. on that. And she was like my, my 14 year old, she said, she said, when you have such a plethora of choices out there with all these streaming services, she's like, I mean, we alone, we have like four different services. And, and she said, it just doesn't seem worth it to have to go to a theater. And she's like, yeah, sure. We don't have $60 popcorn, her words, not mine, yeah. <laughs> but we do have reclining chairs. <laughs> That's what she said. Right. Yeah. I mean, my local theater has reclining chairs, but I don't, I like going to the movies by myself. Mm. And like, on like a Tuesday at three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, because I, I live a life of merry privilege or I can <laughs> go to the movies <laughs> in a weekday and just hang out. That's fine. I kind of like that experience rather than going to a crowded theater with, uh, inevitably I'm with people that don't want to see the movie that I want to see anyway. Right. So it's just, it changes the experience. Exactly. If you look at behind me, you, you folks at home can't see, but I have the poster to, uh, everything everywhere all at once which i mean to me one of the best movies of all time of all did time. you guys hear that i whispered it of all time, time, time. <laughs> i whisper it because <laughs> I, I haven't met anybody that echoed that statement yet so that's my my humble opinion but i saw it in the theater by myself and it was it was just a glorious movie going experience that's why i look at something like lightyear that i don't know if it does if it really does have that feel other people told me they were had trouble with the concept and that's why people didn't go. And I just don't really buy that excuse. Yeah, I know. don't either. I mean, it's it's a little meta, I suppose, because you're like <laughs> making a movie about the toy that was made from a movie that was in a movie about toys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ind industry people said that was like the biggest problem. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's problematic for them, but for the mm -hmm. average moviegoer, yeah. I think they just see, oh, it's a Pixar movie. Let's go see it. Exactly. So I don't know yes. if that resulted in its $25, 30000000 million less estimation. I mean, I guess that's that's disappointing. But like, ultimately, you know, was it well executed? Was the story good? You know, that's what I would care about more. So yeah, and it didn't get stellar reviews either. Oh, dear. Well, I haven't, I've tried, I've tried to stay away from reading any of those because like I wanted to see it with my kids and I probably will still take them to the theater, to be honest, to go see it. We've just been having a packed summer so far and I'm just kind yeah. of like waiting for a free week. <laughs> I mean, you clearly want to go and see it. I say, go see it by yourself. I, I would, but like, I feel bad indulging myself. Unlike no, you, Matt. don't feel bad. <laughs> no, I love indulging myself. You go by yourself, get that tub you know, mm -hmm, mix some mm -hmm, M&Ms with it mm -hmm. and just My God, enjoy your calories, day. Matt, the calories. Ah, calories. I just have a very high metabolism. So <laughs> that's great. I'm glad. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I also don't get popcorn when I go because it's just kind of expensive. And I. Right. I'm I'm that kind that sneaks things into my like jacket yeah. or whatever. Well, it's the American way. So no, no theater theater plans not yet i'm curious too on the whole like streaming landscape and do you subscribe to everything netflix hulu disney plus so i mean i still have netflix but we don't really watch it very much so i used to find that we got a lot more out of a subscription and i actually downgraded my subscription quite a bit because i was like there's really nothing on here that 
that I'm eager to watch or yeah. it's not that there's nothing, but the content is not something that would fulfill like my family's needs on a regular basis. So actually HBO max does better for us. And of course I have, I have like prime video, but that's because I'm a prime subscriber and I have, and so sure, it's just, yeah. it's just there. And, you know, every now and then there's stuff on there that I, that we'd like to see, but it's, that's not our, our principal go-to. So I would say it's mm -hmm. like Disney plus is just content, right? So we, we watch on there and then we watch HBO max and then every now and then there's maybe something on Netflix. So there's a new season of a show we finished a long time ago and it's finally available. And so, yeah, yeah we'll go on there. Cause what but, you say about, what you say about Netflix, I hear so often yeah. and Netflix has 9 billion different movies and tv shows and people still say well there's nothing i really want to see on there yeah i know it's curious it's incredible. i know it, it it but i think it might be that it's just hard to find what you need or what you're looking for and mm -hmm. you don't know necessarily what you're looking for until you find it and so it's just this you get tired tired of like trying to paw through nine billion whatever movies and and things and so it's like it's like not curated for me and so if it's not curated for me then that means i have to curate it for myself and that takes time right so well it's 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 kind of amazing to me that they have the algorithm that says here's other shows here's other movies that you might yeah. like mm -hmm. but why haven't they created a more advanced search function mm -hmm. where you could search by or maybe the general search tab you yeah can, i haven't really seen much luck with it but certainly no. search by genre or actor or director, but searched by just more intense levels of criteria. Right. Yeah. I can't, I, I mean, I, I understand the time it takes to, to build that out with all that, with all that content, but yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes I, I find that like this, the shows that they suggest based on things that we've already watched don't really match up and, yeah. or, or if it's like a family movie, oh my God. That's the worst. Then, they, then the stuff they suggest is like, Timmy goes to the farm, counting sheep with little Al. Like, I don't know. Okay, this is crap I'm making yeah. up. But I'm just saying it, it gets, it's like babyish. So their family category is not what I would consider family viewing at all. Like it's, it's more like, oh, two-year-old kids and parents who have to sit with their two-year-old kids and watch something. This is like maybe tolerable. When I think yeah. family viewing, I'm thinking like Stranger Things or which, you know, is on Netflix. But, but I, Stranger I Things does not, is not, there was a time when Stranger Things was considered family viewing. It is not family viewing. No, I know. <laughs> it's not like we haven't actually even gotten into it just because we're. Oh, you um, haven't seen it at all. No, no. I mean, we we were watching at the uh, the first season like a while way back when, right? But um, uh -huh. we haven't. We had we didn't continue because at the time, like my kids were younger, and so like yeah, this latest season is fantastic. It's fantastic. Okay, that's it's, great. They they really they really uh man. Updated. Usually when a when a show gets <laughs> yeah, sometimes when a show gets this deep into into the show, you uh -huh. know, it yeah. it, it kind of loses its quality. But they yeah. they manage yeah. to really thread everything together while the season but it is not a kid's show there's scenes of kids getting murdered there's scenes I, no, of I gore know. and blood and, and, and exactly but that's kind of what i was i guess i guess for a family like mine i'm i have a hard time and it's not even that 
oh, I'm looking for a family that represents like our, 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 our makeup in terms of like, oh, I'm not white and my husband is white and our kids are mixed. Like, I'm not looking for any of that. I don't need this. I don't need. You don't want representation. I don't yeah. want representation, Matt. Okay. What I want is a good damn story. That's all. And something that we can get into and follow. And, you know, I, I, I don't want this kitty stuff. And it's just, there's a lot more kitty stuff than there is more mature content that is still appropriate for like 12 year olds. Do you know what I mean? So for sure. That's a really, really good point where it's like, there's a, there's kind of a gap in the market where it's like, it's either family Mm -hmm. or it's stuff that's not quite, it's a little too PG-13. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like TV-14 than PG-13. And which there yeah. is, it's interesting. There is like a total difference. Like there's some TV-14 shows that we watch and I'm just like, okay, we're really getting into some things that I'm just like, I feel uncomfortable with when I'm sitting with my kids and watching. We still push through a lot of it, but, but you know, I- Was I it sex, violence? Well, it's like, yeah, there's, yeah. I, I think violence is never our issue. <laughs> <laughs> um violence is never our issue and i know yeah. that's horrible but um and horror is not a problem either it's mostly the sex like these really really overly intimate and completely unnecessary scenes that that i'm like you know Do you have it's an not example even... off the top of your head oh my god like you're not watching euphoria obviously. no <laughs> no but that's that's always that's always my beef like you know, we love sci-fi fantasy things, okay? But a lot of the sci-fi fantasy that's created out there is rated R or it's mature. And that that's like a big problem that we have with like Prime stuff. They had, oh, what was it? Wheel of Time or something like that. And yeah, it looked yeah, yeah. so cool and I was so excited about it. And I'm like, oh, my kids will be so into this. And then of course it's mature. And then of course I go and look at the parental like guide, you know, thing for it. And it's like, Oh, you know, women having sex in like the bathtub or something like that. And then you can see it. Like you can see it. And I'm just like, okay, why though? You can see what? You know, all, all the things. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. I just wanted you to say it. (laughs) You just wanted me to say it. But yeah, I was just like, why, why can we not? I mean, look, it would would it be a lot to ask for them to have like PG thir- or TV fourteen versions versus TVMA versions? No, it's not. And then when you said sci fi, that's like consumable for the whole family and not like kitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first thought was Lost in Space, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, we already saw that for sure. And it's great. Yeah, it was great. It. No, I yeah. did. I did too. It got a lot of. I don't know. There was some criticism of it, I suppose. I don't remember what it was, but, but yeah, I thought it was actually, you know, pretty well done. And ironically that family did kind of weirdly like match up with, with our family, except for that the mom was not, you know, Malaysian, non-white, yeah. but it's the thing is I feel, I feel white. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, I really resonate with her. So, so. Uh, that feels racist. And I'm not sure how, but I'll make it back to you yeah okay that's good. <laughs> all right so that's a good that's a uh that kind of explains why people think netflix doesn't have any options it's just not enough quality options yeah I guess. it's like a hbo max so it's it's right. the quantity over quality debate yes that's right there is there's a lot of quantity i'll give them that for sure and lost in space was one of their shows but it's like good god that kind of show is one in a billion 
actually. (laughs) So if there are other fantasy-ish or sci-fi shows, they're not made on that same level at all. And it's like, I understand it's expensive, you know, but surely they saw that it was so highly viewed because it, it met the requirements for, well, parents got something out of it, you know, uh, teens got something out of it. Kids could relate because there was that that little boy, even though he suddenly got a lot taller and bigger in the last season. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because of the huge time gap. Well, so switching gears for a moment, mm-hmm. since this is an open conversation on a bunch of other things, I, I closed my window with my notes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I remember slight tangent uh, because this has come up so many times, I think, over the last several months, several years. Mm-hmm. So they're making a Matilda movie. Yes. Which, great. But <laughs> I have separate <laughs> thoughts on that. Uh, Emma Thompson, who's wonderful. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Is playing Mrs. Trunkbull or Trunchbull, yeah. depending mm-hmm. on what side of the pond you're on. Sure. She's described as a former Olympian known for her hammer throw. Uh, she's the <laughs> yes, villain of I Matilda. That. Yeah, yes, yes, essentially yes. the villain of Matilda. Uh-huh. A larger woman, right? Mm-hmm. And Emma Thompson's getting shit because she had to don a fat, fat suit. suit. Yeah. Which I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not really sorry. It's the dumbest argument in this case about an actor who does not satisfy a certain identity playing someone with that identity yeah if you can call it the identity though did you ever see the movie precious yeah yeah okay so in that case you would say that lead character her identity was that she was on the the heavier side that was part of her identity this was intrinsic to the character to the character's development to the story to the arc to every single aspect of that film Mm -hmm. in this case i couldn't care less personally that emma thompson dons a fat suit because how about like in mrs doubtfire (laughs) you know when robin williams put in all that stuff to make himself look like a woman how is this different it's not. And I think I think what happens is people well-meaning or or not well-meaning, they conflate two different arguments yeah. into one. So like that's a good example with Precious. If they cast Precious with an actress who had to wear a like a fat, what's <laughs> yeah. essentially a fat suit, like that's not that's that's weird. Yeah, I would say that that's was not cool. Kind of not acceptable in that case. Right. So then the detractors in this case will say, well, there's that there's no difference between that and Emma Thompson pretending that she's fat. And it's like, yeah, no, there sorry. Is. Don't be stupid. there's there's a huge, huge difference because yeah. this is not what was what was the character's name again? In Mrs. Trunchbull. Her identity is not that she's fat. Her identity is that she was this big, strong woman who's like, you know, able to do Mm -hmm. all these physical things. And so for her to, I mean, Emma Thompson's normal (laughs) physique to me wouldn't give off that, um, you know, impression correctly, right? Like, you know, Emma Thompson is, she's, she's not skinny, but she's not like that sized, right? She's not like this, this bodybuilder type person. Well, why wouldn't you just cast a bodybuilder type person? Well, you could, but you know, you know, they wanted to get the best actress, the best talent they could. And so 
I think Emma Thompson playing this role is a great idea. And actors are supposed to act lest we forget. So they're not supposed to play themselves. They're supposed to emulate something else that's outside of themselves. But when is it appropriate and when is it inappropriate? Like, let's say it's This Is Us and they're casting the part of, of that Chrissy Metz plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you cast an actress who had to wear a, a, a fat suit for eight seasons, six mm-hmm. seasons, again, that's that's weird. That's probably inappropriate. Do you watch This Is Us? No, I mean I've seen oh, well, clips of it, but it, I it's right. Watched it. <laughs> you should watch it. It's okay. it's fantastic. It's one of the best network dramas of all time. I'm calling it best network drama of all time. Best network drama of all time. That's an incredible that's, endorsement. Hey, you, you may quote me. <laughs> I think someone might. Best best network drama of all time. Guy on podcasts we've never heard of. Guy on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a new podcast title. Guy on podcast. That's guy what the on world podcast. needs. Well, it sounds like you're you're foreign too. Like guy on podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> this is guy on podcast. Today we're talking with. <laughs> Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson um, about why she's so fat. Why she was blacklisted from Hollywood. Uh, she has, she's not getting blacklisted. All right. <laughs> what? So f- physicality aside, what if heterosexual actor needs to play a role where he or she is mm-hmm. gay or yeah. bi? Or- How many times has that happened though already? And have people not really said anything a thousand times i just watched oh god what is this movie no with benedict cumberbatch she was the imitation game oh thank god i remembered yeah he's gay in there and that's fine i was like i didn't it didn't phase me at all and i thought he did a fantastic job so i don't know i think again it depends on the movie it depends on the story and it depends on the context and and interestingly in there it was a big part of his identity and it did present problems and it did make his life difficult and it was the reason he ended up spoiler alert like killing himself in the end so kill himself yes matt it's totally worth watching though i loved it that's okay minus the killing himself part because that was awfully (laughs) depressing How did he do it? They didn't show that, but it <laughs> was like to funeral. Yeah, kind of, because it was like, oh, he saved all of Europe. Wow, brilliant guy. And then he's still struggling with the fact that, you know, being a homosexual at this time is like illegal. And so that was. Oh, really that's why sad. he killed himself. It it was just really sad. Like yeah, when watching that, and I was watching with my husband, and he was like, I don't ever want to watch another movie like that. But he was like, it was so good, and then so sad. So. I could just watch the movie, I guess. You should just watch the movie. It it was well well done. So Tom Hanks has come out and said, like, he supports actors playing the identity that they should be. I'm butchering whatever he said, but you know, but like, hey, didn't you win an Oscar for playing a gay male? Yeah, uh, super. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) also, also, he did dress up as a woman. Also, there's that not yeah. his identity <laughs> no let actors act with reservations I yes have, there are there are situations where you you really shouldn't you know have someone play something that they probably shouldn't be playing. like if i was like i wouldn't play sam cook in the sam cook biography that's completely unfounded. i think that would be that. in that's poor an extreme taste. example very poor because i can't sing that's mostly primarily poor. yeah mostly well yeah. Oh, I mean, this is really funny, though, because <laughs> speaking of now, do you do you feel like Scarlett Johansson can sing? 
Do I feel, wow, there's a question I don't get every Thursday. <laughs> do I feel like Scarlett Johansson? Do you think she's sing? capable of singing? Or do I think she's capable do you, of singing? Have you heard know. her sing? So in the no. movie Sing, that um, animated one from some yeah, yeah. pictures, I don't remember. But but yeah, yeah she plays the uh, porcupine girl in there uh, who's a rocker and I do believe she sings. I haven't checked, but I do believe that she's singing the songs in there that she's yeah, the character any, that she's playing. Anybody can sing with what with the auto tune and all the hip technology they got, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. So there was this um, this script that I had written, and it went around Hollywood, and it went to like one of these agencies, and they were like, "Well, do you think Scarlett Johansson would be would be appropriate for the lead role?" And I'm like the lead role of a half black half white girl who is a good jazz singer in the 50s uh sure 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 maybe they were testing you (laughs) they were not testing me it was it was pretty funny and then the other option was oh how about jennifer lawrence i'm like how about jennifer lawrence let's go this would be great yeah (laughs) jesus christ i'm surprised anyone ask the writer who they think <laughs> i know no it, they asked your opinion well no it wasn't even like asking my opinion it was like yeah this is what we're gonna do and in fact this is really funny but jennifer lawrence's team was like yes we would love her to do this role and it's gonna be great let us know when you find a director and all that stuff it's like whatever you know one of these many many yeah, projects yeah. that never gets anywhere but but that was that was really funny they're like she read the script she loved it I'm like, did she? I don't think she got the whole description of the <laughs> main character. Who, what, it, what, mm. uh, what was the main character? So it's in the 50s in like Harlem, you know, the jazz scene, right? And so the main character, she is, she is, her father was like this famous jazz saxophonist, like a Charlie Parker type or something. And her mother is just this white woman who is, you know, blue collar, but she is very prim and proper and so their daughter mm-hmm. she's a jazz pianist and she's singer so like kind of like billy holiday meets like duke ellington yeah <laughs> that's a tough song anyway but but they sent it out and no yeah clint eastwood it. actually his was gonna direct it that was that was the plan and then he really got, yeah he got caught up with sully or like finishing that at the time so ah, yeah. there's so much about your life i don't know yeah well, I've been drinking boba every day, so I guess we all got some iron. We got fire. all got our secrets. Actually, I had some really great boba late lately, and there was a robot that served it to me, so it was lovely. <laughs> hey, here's a transition. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were gonna make this episode originally on a single topic about nepotism in the film tv and publishing industry Uh, i just didn't have a lot to say about it because what is there to say it exists and yeah it's probably a problem in some cases and what are you gonna do about it nepotism is just a darker dirtier way of saying networking is it though i i, I kind of think so because it's like you know isn't it through connections that people okay. make their way in this world typically yes yeah so whether it's in the arts or not the arts and just any job market really you know it's like oh hey i know this guy who works at intel let me reach out to him and see if if he can put in a good word for me while i submit my application usually that's going to get you the job more than just you cold applying right 
I love it when people say, oh, it's all about who you know. It's like, yeah, you got to <laughs> know yeah. people, you jackass. I know. <laughs> I don't say, I don't call them a jackass. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of an obvious thing. It's like, well, if you don't know anybody, you can't break in. Well, that's just how it is yeah. in pretty much everything. It is. But I think in the arts, there is this extra iron curtain, so to speak. Can we, can we say that? Well, <laughs> there is. And people do a lot of favors, probably more on the arts than, yeah, you know, other industries maybe. But at the same time, I don't really know what the solution is there. It's just, I don't, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's something that's been long established and anything that's long established. It's like our U.S. Constitution. Yeah, we probably need to rewrite it, but is that going to happen? Yeah. Hell no. No. The, the layers and layers that you have to get through, um, whether it's in publishing, whether it's in film, like yeah. it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. But in like film and TV, no one's going to say, oh, this is you know, my nephew, or this is like, no, that's true. Son of my friend and, yeah. and say, all right, let's put millions of dollars in, in on this gamble just because we yeah. know them. Yeah. I think it'll, it'll crack the door open for you, which is yeah. a, you can call it an unfair advantage over Jane Smith on the street who doesn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just like, that's how it is. And like, it's exactly like you said, it's been happening for thousands and thousands of years. You know, would Jesus be where he is if he wasn't the son of God? I know, right? <laughs> a life of privilege. Talk about kidding? connections. <laughs> so I'm just kind of doing the carpentry thing right now. But what I really want is to like <laughs> stand on a hill and just talk to people about life. Son of God, just wandering around, giving speeches, making kombucha. I love kombucha. Jesus invented kombucha. Did you know that? It's in the Bible. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah. Jesus? No, kombucha. Oh. <laughs> the Bible. All this Bible talk. Gosh dang it. Bible talk. You practically <laughs> gave a sermon on the mount right there. I mean <laughs> like basically turning water into fermented kombucha. <laughs> it's good. It's better than wine. I hate wine. God, why would you ever turn anything uh, into You don't wine? like wine? I don't like wine. I am a vodka, tequila, anything that's hard liquor person. Beer, beer is fine as well. <laughs> you are a white girl. Whiskey, whiskey, I don't really do, but top shelf tequila, that's 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 where it's at. Okay, so when I come out to Austin at some point, and the margaritas here are definitely better than the margaritas in California. It's the same ingredients. <laughs> How could that be? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're closer to Mexico. No, wait, Just- you you are you're sort of there. But we've got more of it. <laughs> it's a it's a longer border. Our border is all Mexico. <laughs> at yeah. least at the at the south end. Yeah. Let's 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 change the subject. <laughs> okay. So abortion. <laughs> abortion. We tried this on episode zero. <laughs> Ended up on the cutting room floor. No, no, we don't know. Let's not please. Let's no, not let's not. Oh, okay. Let's not. I was I was gonna say let's right. not, but I was also gonna say that I've noticed there's a different disposition amongst the doctors in Texas now. What do you mean they're saying like, they're gonna they'll just defy the law? No, they're enforcing they sh- birth control because they don't want anyone oh. to get accidentally pregnant and then they can't accidentally, you know, get unpregnant. So accidentally unpregnant that sounds like one of those netflix movies that you're talking about <laughs> that is the day they start making abortion rom-coms oh god is the day we've 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 lost our, ourselves i think we've lost all of this will be cut 
We can keep it. We can leave it in. I'm okay with leaving it in. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. But you know, it's bad in Texas, though, when even Ukrainians are reaching out to me and going, we're so sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> and are we going to be safe there? And I'm like, holy crap. Yes, you're going to be peace. safe here. Just don't get pregnant. Or <laughs> <laughs> don't go into a school. <clears throat> and then oh, also, yeah. Oh, God. It's fine. Are Ukrainians really? Seriously, I'm not joking. It's it's not it's not funny at all. But it's like when a woman who has just fled Ukraine because and had to leave her husband behind and her and her son to fight um, and has lost her home and everything reaches out to me and says, dear Michelle, first, let me extend my deepest condolences to the people of Texas on the recent mass shooting. Then, you know, it's like, okay, we're doing something wrong. It's probably, yeah, something's bad. And I hate our governor. I hate him so much. Oh, yeah, he's kind of a doofus. He's horrible. No, he's not just a doofus. Like more, most recently he's been like, He's talking against, you know, well, the LGBTQ community. I mean, big surprise there. But he's mm-hmm. like saying he's going to deprive all these people of health care. Like, what? Mm. I have so many bad words that I want to say, but I'm not going to say them. Yeah. It's Very bad. sketchy. It's bad. And you know, it's also bad when my dad, who is not conservative, conservative, but definitely not liberal, mm-hmm. says to me, yeah, when I see, well, I mean, he said this about Ted Cruz, but he's like, when I see any of those guys, he's like, I want to vomit. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because my dad and I don't usually see eye to eye on anything. But on this, I definitely agree. I think there's more conservatives out there than people think who have the same mentality. Yeah, but, so they need to go vote. Yeah, but I think a lot of them won't vote, though, for mm-hmm. a Democrat because yeah, because it's still it's. It's yeah. the old saying that's been going around since 2016. Like mm-hmm. all Democrats had to do was not be crazy. Yeah. And let's be honest, sometimes I know, crazy, but not as crazy as the right. No, but, so good but luck. it's on both sides. It exists on both sides. This extremism. Yeah. It's, it's like trendy to be too much because that's how you get attention. It's how you get clicks. It's how you get likes. Yeah. It's the age of like social media politics, right? Yeah. See, I don't care about the <laughs> likes. I just go out there, just talk about Jesus, spread the word, and that's it. I'll be better on future podcasts. That's so funny. speaking of which, yeah, those were the topics that I would have liked to have touched upon. And I did touch upon them. Uh, the next you. episode, I have a acquaintance who has launched a new company called Game Change. Mm. It is focused on empowerment through the prism of sports. And it's a really fantastic company. And I would like to have him on to talk about the parallels between athletes and artists, because I've been saying this for many years to the annoyance of those around me, that there are so many great parallels between sports and and, uh, and writing and filmmaking. Yeah. So, uh, and he's a documentary filmmaker as well. So he's kind of bringing that mentality over to his new company so i'll have him on he's a wonderful person to talk to i'm excited he's not it's it's hidden miss wait what (laughs) totally hidden miss jack barrick you're gonna be listening to this episode it's hidden miss buddy (laughs) no he's wonderful and i can't wait wait is that the is that the title of the next episode the art of hit and miss (laughs) the art of hit and miss it says it's sports related it also could relate to arts yeah 
I got to figure out a title for this one. I'm so glad you do that. Yeah. You don't like log lines or summaries. I love it. It's not that. that. I'm really good at writing log lines, but I don't like to do it for podcasts, especially after I've already done all the editing. She, yeah. Michelle does all the editing, you guys. We degrade now upon I that. Do. That's right. <laughs> I'll brag about you doing the editing all day if it means you'll do the editing all day. <laughs> so. Well, if, but if it's bad, then it's it's you. It's your fault. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, this has been another successful-ish episode of How the Arts Were okay. One. I think it's pretty good. Tune in next time to hear how Matt's floors were redone. It's out of context. I know. There was water damage and my floors had to get replaced. <laughs> So yeah. all the more reasons, tell your friends about this podcast so we can sell <laughs> advertising. I can pay for this ungodly bill. So that Matt's wife won't leave him. She can't leave me. I'm now like the ne'er-do-well husband. If I just do my podcast, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus now is what Which I am. Jesus was smart enough not to get married. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. Should we get me in trouble? Just met a girl named Maria. Suddenly I see what's happening to me is glee. That's not the words at all. Okay, I'm gonna break it down for you. West Side Story meets a girl named Maria, and he likes her because her name is Maria, apparently. And so, <laughs> funniest thing happens towards the end of that musical, and I won't spoil it. But uh, she's back. Here we go. All right. <laughs>